This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to Pitchside with Toby Reynolds, a Sports Gazette podcast, where each episode we take a deep dive into a new sporting topic with a new guest. I'm your host Toby and this week I'll be joined by Mohammed Joseph to discuss the highs and lows of Arab football. Mo is a Palestinian sports writer and social media editor for the Sports Gazette. Throughout this episode we look at the brilliant performance of the Arab nations in the Asian Cup, but their disappointing displays in AFCON and their optimistic future due to the resurgence of the Arab Cup, as well as the effect home advantage has in those tournaments. I am now joined by Mo. How are you, mate? Hey, I'm doing good. How about you? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about some of the Arab nations and, and how their footballing history and, and current events have, have been going so far. I guess the best place to start is the AFCON and Asia Cup were both just just happened recently. They only only happened a few weeks ago now, um, and both went sort of to differing levels for for the Arab nations. I mean, the Asia Cup very successful. I think I'm right in saying Qatar won the Asia Cup. Yes, yes, Qatar won the Asia Cup in uh in in the third and only uh, full on Arab final in Asia, beating Jordan in the final. Afcon, on the other hand, was was far less successful for the Arab nations. None of them making it to the quarterfinals, which is quite crazy because generally in the history of of Afcon, Arab nations have been been quite good, haven't they? Yes, yes. Uh, especially like when you look at uh, the history, you'd, you'd notice like Egypt, the team with the most wins in Afcon history. Uh, Algeria always do well. Morocco. I'll, I'll I'll give you a fact. This is the first time in in the history of of Af- Afcon where there's only one Arab nation that's from North Africa that made it to the round of sixteen. But the surprise this this year was that Mauritania was also able to make it to the round of sixteen when they upset. Algeria in the last game game of the group stages, so it's it's it, although we had some disappointing uh, uh, performances in uh, in Afcon, I feel like Mauritania was the only bright spot of uh, of Afcon for the Arab nations. Definitely, yeah. I mean, it was a bit of a shame that that Egypt didn't make it through. They had been so successful, as you say, in, in Afcon. What what do you think has made them so successful throughout that time? The most successful nation by by a long way in in Afcon. 
So, so I'll be honest with you. The thing with Egypt is I feel like the most important thing about Egypt is like their, their, their connection. Like uh, if you look at Egypt's uh, treble winning uh, AFCON team, you'd notice that most of them were playing for two teams. They were mostly playing for uh, Al-Ahli and Al-Zamalik in the Egyptian league. So you'd feel like they, they were more connected, like they were more connected there. They wanted it more than I feel like this year's uh, Egyptian team. I feel like this year's Egyptian team, there's more players that have been playing in Europe and stuff like that. And a, a, a lot of things uh, played a role in Egypt not uh, doing well, especially Mohamed Salah leaving for injury and the drama that followed. That wasn't, a, that wasn't a good look for Egypt's national team. And I feel like that added even more pressure to them, like to perform without Mohamed Salah. And let's be honest, they, they couldn't. Against Congo, it wasn't, it wasn't a good game. To be able to only score two goals in, in, in four games is... Is, is 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 shows just how like uh, badly managed the team was and they also uh, uh they, they also their nets like they got seven goals in four games basically scored against them and uh, that has never happened in afcon before for egypt so i'd say uh, the difference between like egypt of 2008 10 and 11 and the the the, the afcon winning egypt was again there were more chemistry between the players i felt like the players wanted it more and this year it was like uh, it was it was a bit different. I'm not gonna lie. Mm. And then in the Asia Cup, on the other hand, though, I mean Qatar won it 2023. They also won it in 2019, and there's been a lot of success over the past few years for um, for the Arab Asian nations. How come do you think that they've suddenly started to progress? Progress, whereas maybe in the past they hadn't so much. I feel like with the Arab the Arab nations in Asia, this is this is the only time we've actually seen that the Arab nations outperformed the uh, Africa Arab nations because I felt like again, uh, not to, like this is no this isn't this is in no way an excuse for the uh, the the African Arab nations, but they did play in uh, conditions that are I'm not gonna lie, probably they're not used to, especially because the the weather in Ivory Coast is 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 something like that has always been a problem for Arab nations. One Arabian nation has has won a uh, well only one Arabian nation has won an Afcon in a in a in a Africa country that that has that type of weather and it was Egypt. Other than that, they always they always they always don't perform well in these type of conditions. I just again not an excuse for them, but like we seen Algeria in two thousand nineteen when they played in Algeria, they were they were more like they were more intact. They were playing better, although it's the same team that's playing right now, like that played last Afcon. And I feel like that played a, re a really pivotal role in like yeah, Algeria not performing well. Even Morocco, we see Morocco playing Qatar the World Cup 2002, 2022, and they were, and they were doing they were doing a, a really good job, very progressive football. But then they play Afcon, and it's like it's not there. It's like it's missing. And I, I feel like weather played weather played a big role in that. And the difference in Asia, I felt like Asian Arabi teams, they were there. And as Qatar had mentioned first, like they were like, all the Arab teams are playing at home. It's not just Qatar that's playing at home. It's every single Arab nation in Asia that's playing at home. We've seen it with Jordan. We've seen it with Palestine. We've seen it with Saudi Arabia. Every time they play, it's like they're playing in their hometown. Like the fans are all over the place. And I feel like that helped uh, the Asian uh, teams perform a little better than the African teams this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think home factor seemed to be quite a big um, big thing within the Asia and, Asia and African Cup um, I mean, eight of the eighteen um winners of the Asia Cup have been from have been the home nation, and twelve yeah. of the thirty four African winners have been from their home nation. Particularly when you look further back in in the past, do you think that is because compared to Europe, there's such a 
bigger range of um, sort of environments and, and weather and, and different factors that can be such a huge impact. Yeah, 100, 100%, especially in Asia, especially in Asia, the, the difference in like culture and, and everything that's around that, like that surrounds this, these countries is what makes the difference. And that's why we've seen more host Asian countries win the tournament rather than other other countries and uh we've again with qatar like qatar the last stage of company qatar we can tell like the uh the presence of arabi fans in inside the stadiums was a lot more than other fans although japan and, and south korea they're they're, they're legendary australia legendary teams in, in in the asia cup japan with the most uh wins in asian cup history but we didn't see them perform their best i felt like as again because they were they felt like they were playing away from their culture and there right? and that obviously helps a lot in the asia cup yeah no absolutely that's i guess such a big difference when you look back at back at the history of it all when you do look back as well i mean the the beginning of the the asia cup was a very successful time for four arab nations kuwait won in 1980 followed by saudi arabia winning three out of out of four in the 80s and, and 90s and you then have to look again, there's a little bit of a gap before more recently. What do you think maybe caused that sort of real strength in the sort of in the 80s? Uh, I feel like in the 80s, uh, that, that, that's what that's that's I'd say was peak Arabi nations, in my opinion. That's when the they, they had made it to multiple World Cups. We used to have multiple teams in World Cups. I'd say I'd say right now is also peak Arabi nations time. But I feel like it's, it's the gap that the Arabi nations took between 2000 to 2014, I'd say. It's 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 that gap that really like caused and again, uh, this this all goes and it all uh, relates to obviously political reasons and between two thousand and two thousand fourteen, it was the Arab nations rising up against their governments most of them like in two thousand, basically Egypt had Egypt had a revolution uh, Syria has been going like Syria has been going through a war for the past thirteen years uh, Algeria uh, Tunisia. All these countries were going through it, so I feel like in the eighties they they were like more they were more politically uh they were like they were walking the right right path and like stuff like that. And now we got to a point like in the mid two thousands where everything was going wrong, government wise, politically wise, everything was going wrong for them. And I felt like that's the gap they took. So I don't I don't see that the eighties was the eighties were just as successful to me for the Arab nations as they are right now. But the only difference is they did take a, a, a huge gap in between those years where they, they didn't really perform. Again, uh, these are uh, stuff that they like, again, the national teams themselves didn't have a choice over. And again, it's always political when it comes to these type of sports. So if your country is not doing good in a, in a political sense, you can't expect them to do well in a in a footballing sense. Has that been the, the biggest change, do you think, then? since the sort of 2000s when you mentioned they they were struggling so much that there is just a lot more political stability in in many more of the countries i wouldn't say there's political stability but i feel like they they they've they've started to realize what it means to actually play good football and like stuff like that especially after witnessing a a bad a bad a bad time like they they realize how important football is to them and how important it is to be successful in 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 tournaments and stuff like that and to me like uh this and the 80s, we've, we're witnessing the Arabi nations rise up again. We're witnessing the Arabi nations prove to everybody that they have these players. In the 80s, most of the Arabi players were still playing in Arabi leagues. Like they weren't playing outside in Europe. 
uh, they weren't playing professionally in Europe. And at that time, I feel like there wasn't a big difference between playing professionally in Europe or playing professionally in Arabic countries. I feel like uh, back then, you, you can you can look at the history, even Brazilian players or Argentinian, like take South America, for example. You'd notice that South Americans were still playing in their local leagues and Arab were still playing in their local leagues. It was more of a, I'd say, less money in, the, in, in football as a whole. So it was more like just let's show up and let's see who's better. But nowadays, I feel like with the uh, with the advancement in Europe and the advancement in, in in football in Europe, I feel like now you can see the difference between like uh, people that play in 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 Arab leagues and the people that play in European leagues. And I see, I feel like Arabic countries are slowly getting that, so they're sending more professional players to play in Europe. And and this is the most Arabic like this is the most we've ever had Arabic players playing in Europe. And I feel like this is this is a move in the right step for Arab nations. How how many of the the Qatar and the Jordanian sides are playing in in Europe at the moment, or are they maybe a, a bit of a difference? Oh, well, that's the I'm uh, like I'm 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 speaking like okay. So in, in in Jordan, one player in the whole team is playing in in Europe, and he's the best player on the team in my opinion, Musa Tamari. Like he he proved, but the problem is he proved to to me and proved to everybody that's watching the game that there's a difference between players that play professionally in Europe and people that played. Non-professional, not professional, but not in Europe, and and you can tell the difference in quality. Even in the Palestinian team that made it to the round, the uh, the historic win and their historic advancement to the round of sixteen for the first time ever, you can tell the difference. Like most of our players are are playing professionally in in, in the Indian league, and this is not in a way to lower what the Indian league has or what the Chinese league has, but it's just to show the difference in quality and football training, football facilities, football. Anything that like anything that has to do with uh, technology and advancement in training, Europe has it, and most Arabic countries don't have it. Whether it was because of a bad governments or just bad like bad management, mismanagement from like the whole sporting industry in these countries, and 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 to me, like although Jordan only have one player that's playing in Europe, it just showed that their players are capable of playing in Europe. It's just they need to be given the chance to play in Europe. Same with Qatar. Qatar built the whole idea that they want to build a team that's so uh, that has so much chemistry that they all play for the same team. But then again, we've seen it in the World Cup. It didn't work with them in the World Cup. It didn't work in the in the World Cup. So uh, I feel like uh, Arabi teams are 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 looking more now to uh, send their players to play professionally in Europe. Same as uh, the what the North African Arabi countries have been doing for the past few years. And as you can tell, the difference between the players that play in 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 uh, Algeria, Morocco, Tunisia. You'll see that they they mostly have players that play in, in Europe, and that's why I feel like they do better in continental tournaments, and that's why to me it was a shock that they didn't do well at this Afcon. Do you think that's maybe maybe one of the factors? Yeah, why it's not so transferable for for some of the Arab nations within the World Cup, perhaps that at the bigger tournaments where where maybe there are sort of better players on on show, you sort of got like Messi, Ronaldo, those kind of guys, the the big dogs of of world football are, are there. Whereas you maybe don't need so much to be on the same level, and, and actually having that team chemistry and team bonding is more useful for the for Afcon and, and for Asia Cup, as as it often can be for for the Euros as well. Yeah, no, and honestly, that's what you said is is perfect, and that's what I like. That's what this I feel like this Asia Cup and this Af Afcon taught us is is that tournaments that are happening in 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 like Afcon and and the Asia Cup, they really need more like a, a chemistry between the team and stuff like that. But when it comes to the big continental tournaments, it needs more skill and more uh and more tactics and more stuff like that because you're playing against the top top players, like you said, Messi, Ronaldo's. You're talking about 
elite teams, Brazil, the, these are the these are the these are these are the top of 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 the nation. So Arab nations have to keep up with them. And I feel like the more they they let players uh, from these Arab nations play professionally in Europe, the more they're gonna be successful in these continental tournaments. Are more and more Arab players moving over to to Europe in the Premier League and Bundesliga and all the big major leagues? Leagues, do you think? Yeah, I, I feel I feel like they are, and I feel like they're they're slowly getting their chances. Like I, I again, uh, the, I don't think the problem with the Arabic players is 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 that they can't cope in the European league. I feel like the problem with the Arabic players is they're not getting the chance because again, we've seen it. We've seen it happen to me. Like I, I tell just as an example, Mohamed Boutreka, probably arguably the second best Egyptian player of all time after Mohamed Salah, obviously. He was he he's 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 been called and dubbed by major like. Uh, journalist as the best player to never play in Europe, the best Arabic player to never play in Europe. I'd say I don't want to say the best player to never play, the best Arabic player to never play in Europe. And what, what the reason for him not playing in Europe is because the the, the Egyptian uh, sports ministry thought, oh, we can't lose him. We have to keep him. We have to uh, make sure that he stays with us. And like he's so good that we have to make sure he stays in the Egyptian league. But then again, maybe if they sent Mohamed Boutreka to play in Europe, we would have seen a, a bigger star. We would have seen a, a major story. And I feel like slowly they're getting that. Slowly they're seeing that the players need to, to go pro- play professional Europe. Because if you're not providing them the, the right equipment, the, the right training facilities and everything like that, how do you expect them to perform well against the teams that have that? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you think then, looking forward to the future, that as the Arabic nations sort of realise this and, and maybe allow their players to to diversify and, and move across the world, they might begin to improve and actually start to to maybe become a real force to be reckoned with? I feel like I feel like yes. I feel like uh, uh, doing the doing the Arab Cup every four years now that they announced that it's going to be officially every four years in Qatar they're going to do an Arab Cup between the twenty two Arab nations. I feel like stuff like that and and the improvement in Qatar and what Qatar are trying to do and uh, and Saudi Arabia trying to improve their league. And although people might not agree with how they're doing it and the way they're doing it, but. This, these, this, these are things that will improve their players. These are things that will help players. Uh, 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 at least, at least, like if they if they don't play professionally, yeah, play with players that already played professionally in Europe. So I feel like this is a, like I feel like like the future is bright for Arab nations when it comes. Although the disappointing uh, performances in Afcon and and Asia Cup showed us a few uh, Arab nations made a few surprises again. Jordan, one of them. Even Syria, like uh, nobody expected Syria to play well in the in the uh, Asia Cup because of what they're going through in their country, and they still played well. So I feel like uh, yeah, the future is looking bright for the Arab nations. Absolutely, yeah. With with the Arab Cup that's that's been around, it's been around for quite a long time already. Since the sixties was the first edition, but they've had to keep cancelling editions. In nineteen eighty two, they cancelled one due to the Lebanon War, um, and in two thousand and nine, there was just a lack of sponsorship. Do you think yes. that actually now that they might be able to try and really create a brilliant tournament over the coming years or, or will it continue to, to be plagued by issues like that? 
I feel like I feel like now that Qatar is the one that's like Qatar is trying to revamp it. Like Qatar again, like you said, they've went to so many re like they've revamped this tournament so many times. Like you said, the Lebanon War uh, sometimes didn't help. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of interwars between the like Arabic countries, uh, Yemen and Saudi Arabia and stuff like that. These 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 stuff don't help running the Arab Cup. But what Qatar is trying to do and what Qatar is trying to say is, look, look, we're we're us the Arab nations. We can we can do this. Like we're 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 big nations. We we can actually improve our football by doing these tournaments and 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 that's why they're they've taken over. They're like, oh, well, well, from now on, we're running the Arab Cup every four years in Qatar, unless until one country like another Arab country is looking to improve their football and stuff like that and improve their host as a nation and stuff like that, then. Yeah, it's it's looking good, but yeah, it's left to prove it. Like it, we're only waiting to see what what it means. Twenty twenty four Arab Cup in December. Yeah. So what, what would your what would be your prediction for for that then? Then the the upcoming Arab Cup. There, there's obviously a lot of great teams within it. Who do you think would be the favorites, and and who might be the favorites over the next few years? So it it, it depends. It depends on uh, depends on a lot of stuff. So the problem to me with the last Arab Cup is uh, teams like Algeria and Morocco. And even Tunisia, although they won, you know, they were playing with their Olympic teams. Like they weren't playing with their full teams and they still ended up beating most of the Asian teams except Qatar who made it to the semi-final, but lost to Algeria who made it to the final and played Tunisia. Uh, but I feel like uh, the more the Arab nations put, like, put emphasis and give importance to this tournament, uh, the more they're going to have a bigger tournament. And I feel like if the Africa nations... Uh, play with their full team i feel like they'll 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 be the teams to take it i i i'm going to go ahead and say morocco just for one reason because morocco are going to be planning to to host the next afcon and after their disappointing performance in this afcon a lot of like moroccan journalists have been saying how the how the national team needs a revamp like needs a needs a needs something like to light that spark up before the africa cup of nations in morocco so they don't have a disappointing exit like they did this year it's really a funny story morocco they just what two years ago now uh topped their group in in the world cup and got all the way to the semi-finals the first african team to make it to the semi-finals um and the first arab team to make it to the, the semi-finals of, of a world cup how how big of a of an impact do you think that might have on our football trying to sh well proving to, to all the nations that they can do it and they just need a bit of infrastructure and, and to play well and, and they very easily can get all the way in a world cup no uh, honest uh, honest morocco's like morocco's 2022 uh like performance in the world cup is is absolutely not i would say i then loved it was celebrated by the all every single arabic country and i'm sure every single african country as well because it, it was a big deal not just for the arabic nations also for africa like to these are again these are countries that don't get as much representation these are countries that don't get as much uh look at don't get a look at in 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 i'd say in this in the sporting media world because of like what they lack in they lack in they lack in, in power they lack in, in in media they lack in a lot of stuff and i feel like morocco's uh performance helped uh, put the put the eyes on on on, on these countries and, and they can do it if morocco was able to do it why can't algeria do it in the next world cup or why can't egypt do it like mm. they can all do it and i feel like that win gave uh gave hope for uh i'd say countries from uh lesser fortunate places that that don't have the capabilities to 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 improve as fast as Europe is improving, so yeah, it's 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 a good thing. 
And then you mentioned that they had a had a struggling time or struggled so much in in the most recent Afcon. What actually happened with with them and um a lot of the other Arab nations in the African? Was it literally just conditions for for Morocco as well? No, no, people... no. I, I, no, I feel like no, no, no. I, again, I can't use conditions as an as an excuse for these teams. No, I I, I definitely won't 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 be coming here to do that. But I would t- I tell you they played a role. Conditions did play a role. But I, I do feel like the. I'm not gonna lie. The motivation wasn't there. Like I didn't feel like there was enough motivation in in in, in Algeria. Like I was watching Algeria. I didn't feel like they wanted that win. I was watching like uh, again to compare it to Jordan, for example. I was watching Jordan play a team that has, like you said, one player professionally in Europe, and the rest are playing in the Jordanian league. Like to see to, to see them go for it. They were they wanted it more. Same with even Mauritania versus Algeria. You're talking about two Arabi teams. One of them is. History is filled with successful with successes, and one of them played three Afcons their entire lot their entire like history. But Mauritanian players wanted it more. There was there was there was more motivation for them to go for it. I felt Algeria wasn't going for it. And I feel like that's what what that's what they were lacking this tournament. Like the Arab nations, especially in Africa, were lacking the the want, like the the need to win. Like they, they felt like they 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 came in as favorites, and they, they that that went into their head. Like we don't need to go all out. We don't need to go 100% to beat Mauritania. Oh, we have a better team. We don't need 100% to beat Angola or, or, or Congo. Oh, like we have better players. That that got to their head, in my opinion. Especially for Morocco against South Africa. And then finally, Mo, how optimistic are you for, for our football in the future? Do you think that they will and could become a, a big powerhouse of, of football? I, I, I'm, I'm, very opti- I'm very optimistic. I'm very optimistic. I feel like there's more, again, uh, they, I feel like the younger generation... Uh, when it comes to everything in those countries, away even from sports, I feel like they're trying to push the idea that the Arab nations can do it. And 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 I believe we can. And I believe most Arab nations can. Most Arab nations have capable players, capable facilities, capable uh, uh, coaching, capable everything. But it just depends if they put it all in the right place or are they just pretending in front of the cameras that they're doing it and behind the cameras they're, they're, being, they're not. So to me, that's like... Again, with the Arab nations, I'm optimistic, but at the same time, I've been backstabbed too many times by these Arab nations. Like that, they they go into the tournament like we're ready. We did this. We did this. This is how we improved football in the past two years. This is what we're expecting to happen. But then they show up and it's they don't they don't do it. So I don't know. Like I I I'm always optimistic about the Arab nations, and I feel like. Uh, 2026 America World Cup, especially with the increase in, in teams in, in that tournament, I feel like we're going to see even more Arab nations uh, qualify for the World Cup. Amazing. Thanks so much for coming on, Mo. No, no problem. No problem. Toby, it was a pleasure. Thank you all so much for listening and make sure you head over and follow us on social media. It's pitchside underscore podcast on Instagram and tobyreynolds10 underscore on TikTok and Twitter. Make sure you also head over to the Sports Gazette website to read articles from all of our pundits and writers here at the Sports Gazette. Make sure you like the podcast and give it a rating. It really does help. And make sure to join us next time on Pitchside with Toby Reynolds. Sports Social Podcast Network.